0: Hi everyone, I am back with another podcast episode, and it's one that you all sort of requested. I asked you guys again over on Instagram what book genre you wanted a review for, and feel good or light fiction had the most votes, so that's what I'll be talking about today. And a book that sort of falls into this category is Superhost by Kate Russo. Although the title might have you thinking it's something pandemic or virus-related, I promise it's not. This book, which actually came out a year ago in June of 2020, takes place in London and centers around a 55-year-old artist who's forced to list his house on the rental site Airbed, basically a fictional version of Airbnb. The artist, whose name is Bennett Driscoll, was a really successful artist. He was nominated for a prestigious art award, he was represented by a really renowned gallery, and his artwork was selling for a lot of money. Until his career ends up hitting a bit of a rough patch. The novel opens during present day, which is the point in his life where he hasn't sold a painting in two years, his gallery has stopped representing him, and his wife has also left him. So he's going through a lot which leaves him living alone in his expensive West London home with no way to make ends meet. So he decides to list his home on the rental site and live in his studio in the backyard. And it's through this really trying time that Bennett grapples with both the daily monotony of his life and the struggle to find more meaning in it. Plus, he also struggles with the dynamic of always being alone with no wife and a daughter who's off at university, but also never being alone at the same time, since there's always tenants running out his home. So the novel dives right into this inner struggle and explores Bennett's character growth over the course of three different tenants who come to stay at his place. The first is a lonely American named Alicia, the second is a tortured artist named Emma, and the third is an outgoing divorcee named Kirsty. And while Bennett is the protagonist of this story, these three guests also go through struggles, transformations, and triumphs of their own. I also can't remember exactly, but the novel takes place over the course of all their stays, which adds up to be a pretty significant amount of time, maybe a year or so. Point being, it's over the course of this year that these different guests slash women end up bringing Bennett back to himself and his life. Now, this book might not sound like a typical feel-good book being about a broke, divorced artist going through a midlife crisis. And it isn't. It does occupy this sort of gray space, by which I mean it's not a typical cliched feel-good fiction, which is why I love it. I love the complexity and how it's not so obvious. It's not totally happy or sad, it's a little of both, which is how real life is. And while it's deep and insightful, it's also charming too giving readers a pretty realistic depiction of middle-aged life and all the different types of relationships and complexities and messiness that comes with it. Which was actually a really refreshing premise for a book, at least for me, especially coming from such a young author. I don't see too many millennial writers taking on the topic of a midlife crisis, and especially not being able to pull it off so well. The author, Kate Russo, did such a great job pulling all of this off in a way that was both authentic and realistic, but also entertaining and enjoyable at the same time. Plus, it was never cringy or anything like that at any point. Because to be honest, I'm a pretty harsh judge of fictional books. I just feel like they get so hokey or embarrassing really easily. But in my opinion, this never was. The story was really touching and memorable. Kate Russo is a really talented author, and this is a really strong book, especially as her debut novel. Her skills of observation and storytelling both come together in this smooth and easy read. And something I'm sure that added to her ability to write such a convincing book is the fact that she was able to pull somewhat from her own life, since she has an MFA in painting herself and splits her time between the US and the UK exhibiting artwork. So all said and done, I'm really looking forward to reading any future novels that she writes. And I actually think based on her writing style and voice, it would be super interesting to read a thriller by her. But I'm also a thriller junkie, so I'm a little biased. But as far as this book goes, it's one that I would give 4 out of 5 stars. And really quickly, I also think this is a good time to touch on my rating system for books. I don't think I've ever fully explained it on the podcast, but just so you have an idea of what I mean when I give books certain star ratings, I'll just run you through it really quickly. So starting with just one out of five stars, this means I hated the book. I thought it was garbage, and you can read it at your own risk. Two stars means that it's not total garbage, but it's not good either. Usually it's books that have potential but fell flat either due to bad writing, editing, or there are problems with the storyline or the plot. In my opinion, this describes books that could have been salvaged in another life if more work had been put into them or certain elements were heavily changed. Which brings us to three stars. I give a book three stars if it was a really solid read that I enjoyed. Nothing groundbreaking or earth-shattering, but still a really good read that matched my expectations for the book based on the genre and the author's experience, etc. Four stars out of five, which is what I rated this book, would be for books that are a step above good. Books that actually exceeded my expectations. And just so I've said it, books that are three stars and up are books that I'd recommend to someone, but once I hit four stars, they're actually books I would potentially buy as gifts or just unprompted, kind of go out of my way to say, hey, I read this book, you might really like it, check it out. And finally, five stars are for books that are the classics, the greats, really at the top of their genre. There's nothing I'd change, and they're amazing books that can be read and reread, and ones that I think should be a part of your collection. So, with that whole rating system mapped out, I hope that helps give you a better idea of what I mean when I give books certain star ratings. But as always, take it with a grain of salt because these are just my opinions. And a lot of times it can be really hard to rate books. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I even give half star ratings a lot of the time. But if you ever forget my rating system or you just want to re-reference it, I do have it saved on Instagram at honest books as a highlight. So check that out anytime. But back to Superhost, to summarize and bring this episode to a close, essentially this was an observant and introspective book about loneliness and relationships through an entertaining and fictional story. Russo looks at this gray area of life and love with its ups and downs and the impact we have on one another, however long-lasting or brief our interactions are with one another. In the end, it'll leave you thinking about all of the interactions and relationships in your own life. And it's on that note, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. I have a bunch of different book reviews coming up, some that are historical, about famous expeditions, some sci-fi, and a bunch of other fictional books as well. So be sure to keep an eye out. But until then, be sure to subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're listening from, rate and review on iTunes, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.